absolutely outstanding day to be alive and well with you. I am going to read your mind. I'm going to read Jerry Palm's hand. I'm going to bring Sean Sinclair in here without further ado. Sean, I'm not going to attempt to read your mind. Good morning to you, buddy. How you doing? Tone, I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on today. It's always a highlight of my week. Well, if you could read my mind, little Gordon Lightfoot. Cinco, uh, let's talk. I want to talk to you about Nico today. Did you have a chance to see Nico at nine last week? I saw a little bit of the game. I saw the mm-hmm. pick, and then uh, mm-hmm. I saw the um, uh, I saw the you know the really nice throw. Uh, mm-hmm. More importantly, I saw the uh, little scramble drill he had, where mm-hmm. he um, he comes out, uh, reverses back to his right, mm-hmm. three sixty. And it, um, what's amazing about that, I mean, I heard people talk about quickness and how fast he is, and that's true. He's like, he's like old, um, old days, uh, Arkansas quarterback Matt Jones, who was like, who was 6'5, I think. Uh, but to be able to get those long legs moving that quickly in that limited space mm-hmm. and then watch him eat up yards, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was pretty darn impressive. I, um, uh, the the it, it looked like there was a miscommunication on the interception. Still looked like triple or quadruple coverage over there. So mm-hmm. you, you expect that to happen. I'm not carrying water for the kid, but man, you you take a look at that. You see what Taven Jackson was looking at, and I and I guess Taven Jackson might be the starting quarterback in Indiana. So well done him. Uh, but man, that that kid looks the real deal. And with what you've been saying over the past few weeks about your contacts over there talking about how humble he is and how wanting yep. to learn and yep. fitting into the team i mean that's like uh, coach what coach brown said that's a that's a recipe for a potential superstar watson brown was incredible uh, those that missed that uh last friday gives about 45 minutes breaking down some film on nico jerry palm's going to join us here coming up this basketball team is tracking for a one seed maybe a two seed we'll see where jerry has him brian where's jerry have him right now i'm sure he's got him on the two line i need to ask where's yeah, jerry still i think two line yeah of course i think uh, lenardi had him moved up to the one line. of course so jerry's a hater it's one or two one of the but two we'll we'll read his hand here coming up he always plays his hand on here some breaking news today. Tennessee AD Danny White. Everybody's getting paid right now. His contract goes from one point eight million to two point two million per year. Uh, he's got a rolling six year contract, which means he's got a contract in perpetuity. Basically Danny White's got a lifetime contract. It just continues to roll and roll and roll. So uh, he's A D for life. Uh Josh Heupel has a new deal, which we all knew about. And then Tennessee announces uh uh, a moment ago um, that um, they are hosting an orange and white game. Brian, what's the date on the orange and white game? That is April the 15th. A lot of people going to be there. The uh, Tennessee baseball team is at Arkansas that weekend. So I'm sure the orange and white game is an afternoon affair and the Arkansas games at night. Oh, I don't think they care about the scheduling of those two things, but who knows? Is Arkansas game at night? Do we know that? Or you yeah, just... it's, it's 7 o'clock that night. How about that? On the road. By the way, Jerry Palm has Tennessee as a two-seed in Purdue's of region. Course. He's he faced Colgate in the of... first round, and he's of... got the winner of, of that game facing Providence or Clemson. we got to play Purdue again in the round of eight. Is that what we'll yeah, say? Yeah. In this bracket, yes. Yeah. Ch- choker ball. 
winner advances to the Final Four in the Choker Bowl. Really weird times in East Tennessee. We've got uh, our beat writers, whether it's the West Rutgers, the Mike Wilsons of the world, engaging fans on social media, getting all over them. Why don't you appreciate this basketball team? Why don't you appreciate Rick Barnes? It's really strange. Now, what's the team's record, Brian, going into tonight? 16-3. and three. And they're sitting on, like, the one line or the two line. I mean, Jerry Palm's a hater. He's got him on the two line. Okay, whatever. But they're sitting on the one or two line, and our fa- and 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 our beat writers are are shouting at our fans to uh, to love on these guys more. And I'm hearing internally the team is quote unquote tired of the negativity. The players around the team they're talking amongst themselves that the fans are being what. Sean, when is it winning enough? I mean, we're seeing it right now. When is it winning enough? Well, 2023 with our basketball team. I, I don't know. It's weird. Well, I don't know why. I would say that's the minority of fans. I mean, I was. I, I we can we can now publicly determine that I'm a jinx. Uh, I was at the South Carolina football game. Mm-hmm. We lose. Mm-hmm. I was at the Kentucky basketball game. Mm-hmm. We lose. Mm-hmm. Therefore, SS will not be at the game tonight because about, I do not do lose. What about Texas? Uh, so, uh, I am treating the great Dr. Shanks and his son to my tickets. Boom! So Charlie! Young, so that he can take his young son over there and mm-hmm. uh, glow in the festivities. And... I don't want us to lose, so I don't want us to go. I don't want to go. So, it, but anyway, the, um, that place was rocking for Kentucky. It was yeah. sold out. Yeah. I don't know. I you know it's, I you know, it's like I don't know if it's like having a million dollars and then complaining because one of them or, or listen, looking at the one dollar bill that's got a folded corner or something. Weird. I mean, it's I, I don't under. It, and I and I mean I mean this in a good way. My suggestion as a basketball team is just go out and play your game. Go play your game. I will say this though, for whatever reason, this is just a personal observation. Mm-hmm. This team isn't as captivating as some of the other teams. Um, mm-hmm. I would not say I'm spoiled. I would not because I'm not a huge basketball fan. Yeah. I would not say I'm <laughs> jaded or you know anything like that. But I don't know why. Uh, but. I tend to agree that this team is different, uh, but I, I hope them well. I, I I just think that the crowd, I think the crowd knows that uh, every once in a while this team's got a stinker in them. But every, t- but that's no, just no, but that, look, like, I, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying it's you. Can't that be realistic? But and, that's right. That's right. And negative too. I mean, I, I don't. But understand. you know what? Like, you know what, Sean? Though every team in college basketball loses. Like Brian, Brian, Kansas right now, they're going through it. Kansas lost three in a row. They've never lost four in a row under Bill Self. They're in danger of, of losing four in a row when they go to yeah, Lexington but, but, over the weekend. But I'll tell you what, Kansas also doesn't have 20-some thousand people in their arena. And totally, you couldn't find a blue shirt in there with a uh, search warrant. Oh no! It was a stinker against. Uh, so, but so I mean, so the Tennessee fans are they're coming out, and yeah. uh, it's just the difference. I mean, we've seen this before. We see it in all sports. Uh, Vitello will soon find this out as well. Yep. That's that's the evolution of the fan. The fan, 
The fan loves the underdog program. That's interesting. The fan loves watching it ascend. That's interesting. Uh, uh, its way. I mean, thought and about that. And then after that. a couple of years, like you said before, I mean, uh, thought about that. Alabama fans are bored. I have, and maybe our basketball fans are a little bored. That's well, maybe so because that, that it's seems time to, to be universal do, with fans. Well, it's time to do something a little different. Bored, bored without bored, and still without a Final Four. Well, that's the point. I mean, they're they're. I think maybe our fans are saying, hey, show me in the postseason a bunch of them. But it's weird to see the Mike Wilsons and the West Rockers and these people just out there just vehemently defending a bass. They're 16-3, and three, and people are arguing with them. I mean, it's like they're 16-3 and three people. But we've said on here for a while, people don't seem to be as steamed up as charged up for this thing. And I only – look – People, people don't like this. Cause I make people uncomfortable. I'm just calling it like I see it. I called it a month and a half ago on here. I call it like I say we're going to come back. Jerry Palm's going to join us. He's bringing great news because the Tennessee Volunteers have ascended to the top of college basketball. Now they are they are tracking, they are tracking to get to a one line for the first time in school history. Now they might bore you to death along the way. I don't know. But that's what they're going to do, and we're going to continue on the other side. We'll talk some more Nico at 9 on the other side, uh, and i got a bunch of other stuff we're going to get to as we continue on the other side. It's your Basilio Show on the other side on a Wednesday after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia to 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Eamon George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year.
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Lending us a hand today on your Tony Basilio show, and I, I, I love this guy. I mean, we've gone round and round and round and round, and when we get toward the march, we'll, we'll start to fight a little bit. But right now, we come in peace. <laughs> the great Jerry Palm joining me, CBS Sports, cbssports.com. Um, what did, what that website used to be called back in the day when you first started working for them? It was like CBS Sports Net or something? Uh, and then they I went away know, from I, it. Do you remember that? It was, it was like CBS Sports Line. Sports Line. I think it was. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so, great Jerry Palm, the king, and the originator of bracketology, except no imitations. There's a bunch of frauds out there. Um, and he said that I didn't. But I was asking Jerry off the <laughs> air right now, do you like college basketball are you enjoying uh, are you enjoying the college basketball season and jerry you said to me it's pretty easy to enjoy it when your team's as great as my team is and you follow that purdue bunch and they are pretty damn good jerry yeah they're having a great year <laughs> um unexpectedly good because you know we we didn't really know we, we don't have you lost the talent like jay nivey um we uh, Zach Eady was going to play a lot more. We weren't too worried about that, but we're starting two freshman guards. And you just never know what you're going to get with freshman guards, but they've been great. Um, you hardly ever think, gosh, those guys are freshmen, uh, the way they play. And that's a big reason why um, Purdue has been able to have the kind of uh, start to this season that they've had. And you have uh, a, it's a team of guys who accept their role and are happily playing their roles and um, – and just uh, it's just got a real good chemistry, um, and and a lot of basketball savvy, and and they're fun to watch. Uh, they're really fun to watch. My my brother, I, I grew up in Penn State family. He's a big Penn State fan. And Penn State kind of hung in there with them a couple weeks back, but mm-hmm. you know, and and I know you know Shrewsbury's a pretty good coach, but uh, he's gonna, yeah. I think he's going to do a nice job there. But the, the the deal there is you got to have players, and they're kind of like yeah. Tennessee. They wear people out. If you're not yeah. deep, they're going to wear you out. Truth is the best. Man. I love he's him. Great. Yeah, he's fabulous. He he did two. Well, of course, he went to Penn State from Purdue's bench mm-hmm. as an assistant, and that was his second time as an assistant at Purdue. Uh, he spent some time with the Celtics in between. He's a great offensive mind, uh, a great guy, a really good coach. Um, and if anybody can get Penn State basketball going, you know, it'll be him. And they've got an All-American on that team in Jalen Pickett, who's, who's just fabulous. And if he played for a better team, he'd get a lot more attention. Um, but that guy should be a first-team All-American this year. He's, he's the real deal. The great, you bow your head and you say his name now. He's got the Vols on a two-line right now. He's going to kind of has me urinated off. But he's going to right his wrong in the next couple of weeks because Tennessee's got – an opportunity, Jerry, to move up. Speak to that in terms of the, the yeah, teams they, in front of them. Well, you get Texas in the Big 12 showdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Alabama at home only. You don't have to go play them there. Mm-hmm. Auburn home and home. So there's some games coming up that will certainly help Tennessee. And 
And the reason they're not on the top line now is just the lack of higher quality wins. Plus, their losses are kind of so-so. You know, Colorado um, is definitely not a tournament team. Kentucky has not been good, although they're getting better. And that Kentucky loss might actually look better as the season goes on. But right now, it's, it's not great. And so, just the lack of higher quality wins. Plus, um, just substandard losses compared to the teams we're talking about at the top of the bracket is why Tennessee's a two and not a one. And, and, and again, the opportunity to pick up some of those wins, you got the Alabama, the Texas thing sitting there is kind of a gift, which happens in uh, Knoxville this weekend. Let me ask you this in terms of the SEC. Scope it for me. Locks in the tournament right now, Jer. I'm going to say Tennessee, Alabama. Those are my that's locks it. right now. That's your list. Okay. Now, yep. who, who are your... Who are your who are your prime suspects, and then let's get to the suspects. Okay, well, Auburn is in pretty good shape. I wouldn't call them a lock yet. Okay. I mean, they've got a you know, they're like sixteen and three or something like that. They've got a really good record, but again, lacking the better wins. That you know, there's not much to that schedule at sixteen and three at this point. So, and obviously they'll have a home and home with Alabama. Uh, um, I suppose I think they have home and home with Tennessee as well. So there's opportunities ahead for Auburn, mm-hmm. but um, you know, so far not really yet. Um, after that, it's pretty sketchy. Um, Missouri has had a surprisingly good year. Um, I think Dennis Gates is a pretty good coach and is going to have that thing rolling. But they're better this year than I think people had a right to expect. Um, Kentucky, kind of a slow start. The Tennessee game seems to have sparked them a little bit, and now that. You know, they might be getting their act together a little, a little bit. Just the talent's at Kentucky. I mean, talent's not the problem. It's, it's just finding the right mix and getting the chemistry going uh, that uh, Kentucky's been lacking, but they're looking better. Um, I've got Arkansas in the bracket. Uh, they're just not the same without Nick Smith. Obviously, if he can come back yet this year, that would be huge for them. Um, but they're not bad without Nick Smith. They're just not, they're not what they can be. Uh, they really need him. After that, uh, gosh, um, maybe one of the Mississippi schools. Uh, there's just not a whole lot of depth, really, in this league this year in terms of chasing the top of the bracket. Where do you rank the Southeastern Conference versus other power leagues, Jared, at this point? We're about the midway point here. Uh, third or fourth. Um, the Big 12 is one, and it's not even close. I mean, there, there's an, a, a huge gap between them and everyone else. They have Nine of their ten teams in the top 50 of the net, and Texas Tech is around 75. Sure. Yeah. So you've got quad one wins every time you there's quad one games every time you take the floor almost in that league. So Kansas can take four losses and still be a number one seed because they've got seven quad one wins. Also, they play a great non-conference schedule, so that's part of it. Uh, and they get Kentucky this week, so that's a big game for both those teams. Um, so, you know, and seven quad one wins is matched only by Purdue. So nobody, and you know, Tennessee, for example, top three. Um, so you know, it's it's it, when you're in that league, you've got a chance to resume build every time you take the floor. Uh, the Big Ten is probably second. Purdue, of course, um, fighting for a number one seed. Then you got to go to about the sixth line to find teams. But there's really good depth in the Big Ten once you get there. Um, I would say the um, the uh, Big East probably next they've got four really good teams connecticut struggling a little bit 
Uh, they may put a fifth team in the tournament. Um, then the SEC um, and the ACC and the Pac-12 are all just kind of uh, – the ACC and the Pac-12 are about the same. So you've got the Big East. You've got the Big East third, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, just ahead of the SEC. Mm-hmm. It's because of the top of the league. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's interesting because the game is tough to watch. What's what? Another thing that's kind of interesting about the sport is that baked into the analytics, and I want you to speak to this, based into the baked into the models, baked into who gets what seed, is not only the quality of your wins, but you've got to beat people. You've got to put it on them. Speak to that well, if you can. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean the the net. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is the only ranking that really matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you'll hear people cite Pomeroy a lot, and right, and there and there are four others like Thagrin, um, that and the, the two ESPN rankings are all on the team sheets. Mm-hmm. And, and but but those are really not decisive. The net rankings of your opponents are much more important than your own net ranking because that's what decides what quadrant those teams appear on your team sheet. Mm-hmm. So because they look at you know, how you did against Quadrant 1 teams, how you did against Quadrant 2 teams. And even then, not every Quadrant 1 opponent is the same. You know, I mean, there's a lot of detail, but that's the part of the resume that matters. Your schedule, how good were your opponents, how did you do against those opponents. But the wins and losses matter more than the margin, but the margin is definitely baked into the metric. Mm-hmm. The single biggest factor in Ken Pomeroy mm-hmm. and Jeff Sagarin and the net, mm-hmm. the single biggest factor is margin of victory. Isn't that interesting? Because well, there's a misconception out there that it's capped at 10, but it's not capped at no. 10. That's why these teams so, are pounding okay. each other, Jerry. Well, I mean, these teams, I don't think anybody's playing to metrics, really. I don't think they're, I haven't seen anybody run up a score where I'm thinking, yeah, that's a metric play. Um, well, I'll tell you this from talking to Tennessee staff, Jerry. They're aware of it, and that's why well, they I'm don't sure they substitute. Are. That's why they don't substitute late, because... In the back of their mind, they know that, you know, when I'm playing a Crip game in December and I put it on somebody, it means just as much as when I'm at Arizona. I mean, the point totals are the point totals. That That's what I was told by somebody. Now, you can well, you can argue I, otherwise, I, but go ahead. I, I would say that beating Florida A&M by 75 is, is much less meaningful than losing to Arizona. But, but then, I don't care. Or even beating Arizona. Well, no, beating Arizona is obviously better. But, you know, losing to Arizona may be better for your rankings in a tight game than, than beating Florida A&M by 75. But I, that Arizona game is a lot more meaningful than whatever you did to Florida A&M. And Tennessee's net ranking is their second in the net and a two-seed in my bracket. So what's that getting you? <laughs> you know, it's um, Kansas is the one-seed in my bracket. They're 19th in the net. Now, I don't know if that's sustainable, but they played such a good schedule Right. And even though they didn't win these games by a lot, the fact that they played this great schedule means a lot more than running up the score on somebody. But it means more in the rankings, but your own ranking doesn't matter. It's the rankings of your opponents Isn't that, that wild? So, so in other words, uh, when you're in the SEC and you're playing one of these Crip teams, like a South Carolina, and there's a bunch of them in the league right now for whatever reason, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the bottom the of the league is, the league is just league the, the league's right, yeah. I mean, the league's uh, you know Steve Morse called the Dixie Dregs. It's the Dregs of society. I mean, the bottom of the league. But that said, a little musical reference for the guitar heroes out there. The, <laughs> the, the thing is that when you play those teams, it can only hurt you. It's not going to help you. No, 
you can't help your conference schedule, and every conference has got teams like that. Everybody's got stuff like that on their schedule. Except all you 12. can do is all you can do is win the game the best you can, mm-hmm. you know, and and move on, you know, to the games that that are more helpful. Um, but I, I I don't know. I would not advise. I mean, if you're going to play to the metrics, great. Mm-hmm. Run up the score on everybody you can. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's what you want to do. But if you think your metric alone is going to get you something, that's that's not how it's going to work. Hey, Jer, where is Pac-10 ranked? I wanted to get that out there that pounding people matters. Where, where is the uh, – the, uh, how far I, down I are they on your on your Pac-10 I order? If I, I ha- I'm below the SEC uh, and uh, um, pretty much even with the ACC. So, What's going on with the please, ACC, Jer? What's happened there? Explain that to me. Well, Carolina hasn't been – up to what people thought they would be coming off of. But you're, I think we all overreacted. I tried not to, but I probably got caught up in it. To the fact that they got to the championship game last year, forgetting that they were an eight seed first mm-hmm. and that they had to get hot at the end of the year just to get in the tournament at all. And then they stayed hot, and they had a great tournament run, but people overreact to tournament success. And then North Carolina brought a lot of those guys back, so there was reason to expect them to be better. But they were preseason number one. You know, that that was probably an overreaction. Uh, the, the, the reality is they're probably, you know, and they're not playing at the level that they can. The level that they can is probably a three-seed-ish area, give or take. Um, but it was unrealistic to expect them to be number one. Duke just, you know, you've got a new coach and you've got a lot of new players. Like, they always have a lot of new players. The new coach thing is different. But they haven't quite figured things out yet. They haven't always been fully healthy. Uh, and losing to Reek Whitehead, uh, possibly to a longer-term injury in that Virginia Tech game, because he left on crutches, I haven't heard an update on him. But um, if he's out for a long period of time, that really hurts them a lot, because I think you could argue he's their best player. And then what about the rest of the league? Uh, I'm just looking yeah, at that league and I'm good. going, hey, that used to be an that used to be a seven, eight, nine some year, yeah. seven, eight bid league. How many how many bids are they looking at right now from your yeah, mind? Well let's see. Virginia Virginia's been good. Um they're a three seed and could do better still. Um Carolina and Duke are probably in. After that it gets sketchy. I mean Clemson's leading the league, but their resume is uh, you know, not so great. Virginia mm-hmm. Tech. Um they're just not. An empty state is okay, um, but yeah, there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of great in that league. They're very good. Is Virginia's very good, but I don't know if Virginia's a win the tournament very good. But I don't know that there's anybody in that tournament that that scares you um, in terms of you know reaching a Final Four, unless Carolina or Duke is able to put the, the talent level on those rosters together and play better. Jerry, when you look at college hoops right now, who who out there is like a great under the radar story that bears discussing? Like, uh, you, you know, we have a football culture here, right? And yep. I've been I've been bragging on this guy at Kansas State because I think Texas is going to try to get him, this Tang guy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if they're going to succeed or not because I think Kansas State's probably going to hold on to him for dear life. But I think that's where they're going to go. To those that haven't seen them, they're one of the great stories in college hoops right now. If not the best story in college hoops. They were picked did last in the Big 12 this year. And honestly, with good reason. You had a lot of question marks on the roster, the transfers coming in, 
uh, Keontae Johnson, the kid from Florida, uh, who we last saw collapse on the court at Florida. Hadn't played for two years, but he was going to give it a go. Um, and he's been outstanding. And you've got a brand-new coach, first-time coach, uh, Jerome Tang, uh, coming over from Baylor. And you just the, – the lack of really knowledge about that team, not knowing what to expect with so many new pieces and so many question marks is why they were in the pick for last. Well, they've been fabulous. You know, Tang's done a great job. Uh, they, the players have played well. He's put them in good positions to succeed. Uh, they go hard every night. Uh, tough loss last night at Iowa State, but that's a place it's almost impossible to win at. And, you know, they're, they're a team that's going to fight for a conference championship. They're going to fight for a number one seed this year. And uh, they look like they're going to be in the hunt all the way. They're, they're really the best story in college basketball this year. Hey, Jer, um, answer me this. I've got a question from a, from a concerned uh, listener. Okay. If the Vols are number two in the net, why do you have them as a number two seed? Now, they're number two overall in the net. Now, hang on. Okay. Same thing happened at the end of last year when the Vols were number four in the net, but the committee seeded them number three. Now, people are confused by that. Walk us through it. Sure. The net doesn't get you anything. Okay, so let's start with that. If you're, if you're comparing net to seed, you're already missing the boat. The net is not what seeds are based on. All right, so... I can't explain last year off the top of my head because I don't remember why. But this year, it's the lack of higher quality wins. They did beat Kansas, which is great. But their next best win, the next win over a team that's in my bracket is a, is a quad two win over, I think, somebody in the league. Their losses are not great. I mean, they've got one, the Arizona loss. There's certainly no shame in that. Yep. Um, but, but Kentucky beats them at home when they're really struggling. Yeah. And they lose to Colorado. So there just isn't a lot, a lot of meat yet in the Tennessee resume because, and especially when you compare them to the four or five Big 12 teams up there, the Arizona team that beat them, UCLA, Purdue, Alabama, I just, there's no room for them on the top line. But, right but now. Jerry, Ken Palm tells me they're the greatest defensive team in the history of defense, in, in oh, the history great. of his, by far. By far, Jerry. Doesn't that merit putting them on the good. one line? By far, Jerry. I mean, they put the clamps on people. Excellent. When when that starts showing up on the resume, then they, they have a chance to move up. Well, when does that show up on the resume? It doesn't. I mean, your defensive stats don't show up, and it'll show up in your ability Gosh. to beat better teams because you can clamp down on them. So when that starts showing up, when they start showing the ability to, to beat better teams and more consistently do so, then they'll have a chance to move up. My. Those opportunities are still ahead. One of them is this weekend. Jerry, you're the godfather of this stuff. On the way out, tell the living listener how they can interact with you if they care to exchange hate emails with you and all that. Uh, well, I think I triggered Tennessee fans some. Um, it's probably the Purdue connection. Uh, it's uh, JP Paul CBS on Twitter is the best way to reach me. Yeah, I still can't believe that that unbelievable call at the end of that Sweet 16 game a couple years ago. In, in the choke bowl that got you all the Elite Eight. That was um, – because we're the two chokingest schools out there. We do the oh, most every year and have the least for it, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're not going to chickens up here during the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Good talking to you, Jerry. All right, thanks. Thank you. Jerry Palm, one more time. Brian, does that explain it to you?
right now we just don't have a lot of meat on our uh, on our resume. And and do you buy that? We've got the Kansas win. Our league's not helping us. Well, Kentucky they, uh, sucks. They did have a nice win over over USC yes. in the battle for Atlantis. So you usually go to those things in order to play at least two teams that are solid tournament teams. And they did that with USC and Kansas. But mm-hmm. Butler, yeah, but the Butler win. Butler struggling. You mentioned the six games non-league at home. Those are just mm-hmm. yeah. Those teams aren't very good at all. So no, I mean that schedule, that home schedule so far is what's killing them. And I, I also think having played Mississippi State twice, mm-hmm. who has one league win, is bringing oh. them down. They they beat Ole Miss and LSU, and those teams are clustering at the bottom of the conference. So. That's not going to help you too much. If they beat in Kentucky, maybe you'd have a better argument for a one seed. My concern listener says my concern listener says the NCAA needs to tell the public that the net has nothing to do with seeding. Because the memo at Brian, not mean to talk over you, but the memo, the message that most college basketball fans are have is that the net is what you're going to base seating off of. And Jerry says that's not what you're basing seating off of. Really what you're basing seating off of is quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four. And then how bad are you beating people? Right. And how ba- and what is your margin of victory against said teams? That's why they leave their guys on the floor and pound people. That's why Tennessee's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Who did, uh, did um, was I imagining this? Or somebody in the league beat somebody by 50 a couple weeks ago. Somebody just mercilessly. Yeah, Texas A&M and Alabama have, have had huge wins like that. Yes. And, and Tennessee also had a, had a huge win like that. Texas A&M still, by the way, they're not in the bracket. Arkansas is the Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama are the only teams he's got in the S, from the SEC in. So he's got A&M how many in right now? Jerry has how many in right now from the SEC? He's got six, six from the league. All right. And... Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky are bubbleish. Auburn, Tennessee, Bama solidly their six seeds are better. They're solid. They are solidly in the tournament right now. Yep. Matt Dixon loves him from Jerry Palm. It always elicits a flurry of texts from Matt Dixon, who I, I don't know. I don't know what Jerry did to Sean. What could Jerry have done to Matt that Matt's all triggered by? Jer- Matt gets triggered by Jerry. Sean. Any idea? I mean, can we be a peacemaker here? Matt has a very, very feathered trigger. So very, uh, I don't even know how we could even understand that. But uh, uh, I will side with Matt. Hmm. Uh, he put me onto the Kentucky hate. I'm fully on board with that. How about and us launching done. Kentucky season? How many games have they won now, Bryce? Since they came in here, five. Well, that, that, you can't blame them. That, that was on there. Yeah, they they've won. I guess what is it? Three straight since they left. No, there? that was the first of four. More they've than won that, four in a row, counting the counting the game they won here. They've won four straight. Yeah, we've launched them into four straight wins, and they went to Memorial last night, where Vandy was looking for some Memorial magic, and Cal was strutting around with his feathers out last night. You talk about a guy who's Pison feathers, because I I've seen it. I've seen when my people get their feathers out. And this Paisan, I mean, he was strutting around like John Gotti when uh, Gotti used to come out of the court, Cinco, back in the day. He was strutting around over there. And at one point, Laura goes, what is he doing out on the court? 
He almost came out and rebounded a ball. Little cow. Uh, you know, he gets a, he gets away with that because in yep. the UT game, he was on the court, not just out of his box. On the court. On the court. Like, they, damn it, dude. Somebody needs to go over there and and make him uh, get called for a block and run him over. But get off what, the it, damn court, it, it, man. It, him being on the court did not cause them to double our rebounds. That was crazy. Yeah, that was hard to watch. I think it's interesting what Jerry said about that Big 12 this year because every time I turn that game on, that is a those teams are fist-fighting each other on the basketball court, Bry. That, the level of play, just to my naked eye, the level of play in their league compared to our league, you know, they had a bunch of games on last night, so did we. Their level of play is so much higher than our level of play. Now, I don't know how this thing's going to shake out this weekend, and I think we're doing away with it right after this year. Is that right? Yeah, this is the last, I think this is the last Big 12 SEC challenge. Which is really a shame because it's something we talk about all year. But I'm looking at. You know, Sean, when those pairings come out in, like, June, we break it down scientifically on here. We're all going to miss it. But go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I think the SEC will be favored in five of the ten games. Say. It'll be, like, half and half. Say. And that's the weirdest thing about it. The other weird thing, uh, guys, Cinco, would you rather have our season – that we typically have, which is to say, run through the basketball, win 27 games, finish at the top of the league, go deep in the conference tournament, and then get bounced rather early from the NCAA tournament, or North Carolina's year last year, and uh, slip slide away, everybody gets angry at the coach, lose double-digit basketball games, go into the deals an eight or a nine seed. Or what were they last year, Brian? Seven seed? Is that what Jerry said? I think they were an eight I think they were an eight seed last year. I mean just right on the line. What's better, Sean? And then you and then you run through March Madness. You come into this year as a number one team in America because everybody buys the hype and you go right back out and you suck again. Like that Cinderella, that slipper just that doesn't fit anymore. You're right back to doing laundry with Cinderella well, over in the laundry only, corner. They're still, Jerry Palm has them seated seventh, so. Exactly. I mean, they were seated eighth last year. And that's the point. They're right back to where they were. And this is an age-old discussion, Sean. What's, I mean, what's better? Well, I'd rather win, wouldn't you? Uh, no, I, I would rather have the consistency that uh, we have now. Because yep. you take a look at South Carolina had their one deal, and now. Frank Martin's gone, and they're back to whatever. Yep. Um, you know, Auburn had their deal. Um, I don't know what they're doing these days. Um, you know, it's who knows. I mean, that that history would suggest that rather loudly that that the NCAA tournament is not Rick Barnes's best um, time as a coach. I can't explain that. Uh, but you know, when you look at this team. Mm-hmm. Everyone keeps. I mean, the the best the best games are when we're hitting a crazy percentage of threes. Mm-hmm. That's just not that. I would I would say that's the exception, not the rule. The rule is when you're going to have to just grind out against average teams. Well, mm-hmm. this team, with all due respect, 
this team still does, and I and I love ZZ, but I don't think he's a I don't think he's a dominant point guard. Uh, I think he's a nice player off the bench and 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 can and can flash every now and then and carry you a little bit. Uh, and I still don't think I think we have so many inconsistent. Conwell Conwell will throw up a perfect night three nights a year and then disappear five nights a year. Um, it's really Euro, strange. Euros will have a really Euros against Kentucky as a game of his life. Yep. And then and then we'll strain together two or three games where he's in foul trouble the whole time. And then Vescovi, you know, I, I love him. I mean, I love all our players. But Vescovi, I don't know if it's because he gets guarded hard. I'm, he's supposedly this fabulous shooting guard that is kind of an average shooter by percentage. So, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of holes on this team. The thing we I, have, though, is, and it's hard to appreciate it, okay, but we have Alabama's defense in 1992 when you had Curry and Copeland running around out there. And for the kids, let me tell you something. And Cinco will tell you this. When Curry and Copeland walked onto the football field, the quarterback was going to feel the pain that day because they took a they took a quarterback that was an average player. They were average on offense, and they went and won a natty because they choked everybody. Now, my fibbing around sink, and that's what this Tennessee basketball team reminds me of. Their path to victory is to take Curry and Copeland, go out there and guard people, and choke everybody. Because we're not going to do it on offense. I mean, you, you just you, you went through the litany of reasons why they're not going to do it on offense. Anytime I have to rely on shooting the three ball in the modern game, and that's my game, it's I'm not going to do it on offense. I'm going to do it on defense. If I'm going to do it, when we get down to when we separate the winners from the losers in March, it's going to happen on defense with this bunch. And and they remind me of Curry and Copeland, which is the best defense I can remember seeing in, in my lifetime in college football. Yeah, little known fact is that John Copeland coming out of JUCO was heavily involved with Tennessee. Oh, no. And chose uh, Alabama. But here's another one I would like to know about. And, and yeah. This sounds like a crack. It's not. Just, it's just an observation. But yeah. Why do five stars come here to be average in basketball? Now, certainly um, Kennedy Chandler wasn't average. No, he gave him the ball. I, I don't right. think he was like the kid at Auburn last year, but he was a very good player. Right. He ended up the second-round draft pick. That's right. But 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 if you take a look at the five stars that – I mean, I'm talking about the legitimate guy. Julian Phillips fits right in that mold. This he year. does, yeah. Why, why is that? And, and again – I love them. There's no cracking intended right here. But I think if you take a look through the years, Springer, Keon, both five stars yep. in the in the NBA right now are barely some kind of version of it. Yep. Um what what is that? I mean that O'Neal had O'Neal had seemingly better success with those type of players. Um maybe I'm wrong, but can you and, and seemingly the and I'm not suggesting we should not recruit them, uh, but it it looks like it's like Dale Brown. Dale Brown was way more successful at LSU when he didn't have his best teams had a bunch of journeyman guys on there that would just fight your head off. It's weird. And and, and I, Rick I really Barnes like talked. Someone to well, no, you're right. No, it's it's a truth. Look, and Phillips is starting to find himself a little bit. 
But Barnes certainly has this thing about him where he's going to take guys and break them down and build them back up. Break them down, build them back up. Break them down, build them back up. That's the old school guys. I'm reading a book right now on Ricky Henderson. And it's uh, Howard Bryant wrote it. And it's great. You know, it's because it's like, and at one point, the old school managers in the minor leagues, they would take even a great prospect like him and just take him and destroy him. And Ricky Henderson, which I didn't realize this, but he was a great football player. I'm talking like, in his era, he could have gone anywhere he wanted to go. So he calls Charlie Finley at the end of Charlie Finley's run with crazy owner of the A's. And he calls him up there in Chicago where he lived, and he said, because uh, he was in Jersey City, Jersey, playing in Roosevelt Stadium, which, is, by the way, is where Jackie Robinson had his uh, professional baseball debut. But anyway, this is like 1978, the final year they used that old dilapidated beat-up stadium, which was a historic spot for baseball, but that was the final year they had a team there. Ricky Henderson picks the phone up and calls uh, Charlie Finley. He says, I just want you to know, uh, Charlie, then I'm packing my bags. I'm leaving. I can't. I'm not playing with this guy. I'm not going to play on this guy's team. I don't like the way he talks to me. Blah blah blah. So, Finley says, "Hey, don't do anything. I hope you, you know, I hope you haven't gotten a bus ticket. If you have, call your folks, tell them you're staying. I promise you, it, things are going to change." And he's thinking to himself, "Man, I'm going to go in there the next day, and this guy, this old school guy, is going to corner me and beat me to a, try to beat me to a pulp." This crazy old guy. He walks into the office, and the guy goes, hey, I just got a call from Finley. He goes, you're off the hook. I'm not saying another word to you the rest of the year. And, and the, the moral of the story is, is that with Rick Barnes, nobody's going to call him and tell him that. And so with these five-star guys, he hard coaches everybody. They have to go through a transition. You're either going to take it or you're not. And... His way is pretty successful team-wise in terms of the number of wins you get. But the weird thing is, and this is the weird thing, the weird thing is something in that does not allow his five-star guys to shine like they do or could or maybe could somewhere else. But certainly in it, it inhibit, he inhibited, I mean, no offense to Barnes, but he inhibited Kevin Durant, who immediately goes to the NBA and becomes the greatest player on the planet. I mean, as soon as he got there. It's weird. But Kevin Durant loves him. Kevin Durant will be the first to say that Barnes developed him. Kevin Durant stays in touch with Rick Barnes to this day. Kevin Durant says, hey, I needed that hard coaching. When I was coming out of Baltimore, I needed somebody to hard coach me. And and these guys know what they're getting into. Julian Phillips knew what he was getting into when he came here last year. But you're right, Sean. There is certainly a, um, a, a breakdown method to his madness. There certainly is. Well, and, and I want it on record that I, I, I subscribe to his method. Yeah, I, he I wins. Yeah. I prefer him to be my head coach over these other, you know, because you, you take, you take like uh, some of the greats out there, Lon Kruger, you know, well, he has uh, the Trey kid, who is it, uh, the Hawks right now, you know, they ran everything through that five star, they they did nothing. Uh, so yeah. there's um, Trey Young, yeah, I really like it. It's just, again, it's just an observation. Now back to where you think, 
you were talking about Ricky Henderson being a, a football player. Yeah. One of, if not the greatest high school quarterback that I have ever seen would be Guess. I'll just give you just one guess. It's all right. It's, it's off the radar. Allen Iverson in Hampton, Virginia. He was Michael Vick plus. And if you go down there, because if you'll remember, Ronald Curry was, you know, back, he went to North Carolina and he was yep. USA Today two times, whatever, yep. and basketball player of the year, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody in that Hampton Roads area, uh, Tidewater area, will say, without a doubt, Allen Iverson was the greatest quarterback they've ever seen. And that's Michael Vick territory, by the way. No, oh, no, he was he was better than Michael Vick. That's, yeah. Todd Kelly says that, uh, and TK might be listening to us right now, but, hey, listen, Junior, I like my peanut butter. But but Todd Kelly, um, channeling a little Smoothie King spot there, he said the craziest thing was being in high school and having Allen Iverson run at you, running the option, and you have to decide, like, on the fly. And Todd Kelly's a world-class athlete, first-round draft pick of the uh, – uh, of the Niners, and he says he shows you the football, and as soon as you're deciding what you're going to do, he runs right by you like a blur. I mean, Allen Iverson, if he'd have taken care of his body, he was one of the all-time great basketball players as it was. If he would have really taken care of himself, there's no telling <clears throat> how he'd be thought of today. Now, he's thought of pretty great, but he's... Whew. Think think about this. He was in, in the NBA, yeah. who you, who arguably blurs are the greatest yeah. overall athletes. I'm talking about, you know, uh, 360 perception, movement, strength, endurance, um, you know, and being tall, etc. I mean, they, they they just have it all. Yeah, and he was freak in that league. Let me bring let me bring our next caller in here. Who's up next with us? Next factual and furious. Hello and welcome in. Morning, later, Hey, Philly, what's up, man? How you, Sean and uh, Brian doing? Brother, we're blessed to be here today, man. Every day is a right. lovely day, my friend. Glad to hear from you, Phil. I love you. Love you, Sean. Talk about y'all, uh, guys. Uh, y'all talking about the? Uh, they're complaining about the the fan base uh, not getting behind them and all this. Uh, well, once they do like Conzo's team did. Go go to almost an elite eight, and then you might, you know, people might be a little feel a little bit better about them. Sean, is that? I mean, uh, Phil, is that? Because people are not on board with a sixteen and three basketball team. They're not like they should be. It's isn't it strange, Phil? I mean, I lived through the era of. Uh, I would do anything. I mean, we would have sixteen wins at the end of February. Be trying to figure out how we're going to get in. Well, I think the Tennessee fans are bored, for one thing. Uh, They're bored with this? We don't have a great player. That's another thing. And then we haven't played anybody uh, any good at all at home yet. That's going to change next couple weeks, right? I- I'm not arguing. Look, I'm not arguing any of those points. There's not that exemplary superstar on this team. Like, we were comparing, and Matt wrote a really great piece. It's going to run tomorrow at tclub.team. Um, Matt, Matt wrote a, uh, wrote a really good, uh, wrote a really good piece. Um, and, and 
the deal is that what he says is you look at that team from four years ago and you had four guys that ended up playing the NBA. You look at this team, though, and collectively as a unit, they function pretty well together, Phil, but they just don't have that superstar you identify with. It's it's really strange. It's a it's a weird team to get your hands around. Yeah, and you say that we've got a lot of depth, but the, that team, uh, you had Lamonte Turner who had a lot of big shots, and you had Fulkerson, uh, you know, he started some, and he was uh, come off the bench some. And then you had uh, Kyle Alexander inside, and I don't know if any of their our inside guys are as good as him. No, although the thing about this team is this team has such great length that they could guard that team. We were going through it yesterday on the air in the third hour, and I'm convinced if you took Adu and put him on Grant Williams, he'd frustrate him. The Grant Williams of college basketball who'd played with his back to the basket would have really gotten bottled up by Adu, I believe. I think the wild card in that whole thing would have been the, been the Canadian kid, Alexander, that you talked about. But, Phil, he wasn't any great scorer. I mean, it wasn't no. like he was a walking double-double. No. So, but, I, uh, it's weird. That team had more uh, to get shots when they needed them, and this team don't have that. Well, that's right. And and to Sean's point, and, and a lot of people have this concern that these guys are going to get the march and they're going to have a bad shooting day, and they're going to go home, and maybe that happens. Then again, maybe it doesn't. Maybe these guys are so good on defense that they do what um, – now, they don't play that pack line, but maybe they do what Tony Bennett's uh, one club did. They just defend everybody and get all the way to the championship game doing it. Then again, that team had a couple pros on it, including that yeah, hunter they, they had a couple pros, and yep. the only pro I see on Tennessee's roster is possibly Julian Phelps. Yeah, that's right, and it's possible. That's right. I think that's true, Phil, at this point. And, uh, guys, uh, I'm glad to see that the UT took care of Hopple and uh, got yep. him locked up now. And uh, let's get out there and get some more football players. Philly, thank you. Uh, and I appreciate you. Good talking to you. And, and and you know what? He's got a great – I want to talk about that because I was asked yesterday by George Plaster, you know, what What the reaction from our fan base is to an eye-popping number like that. I don't think anybody even thinks about the numbers anymore in college sports. Another thing I want to talk about is, have you been on Ticketmaster and looked at the prices for that game in Nashville, that Virginia game? And I just want to tell you, I warned you. Because when they bought out of that BYU game and decided that they were going to play a game down there with Virginia, I told you you were paying the price. That that was no gimme. That was nobody doing you a favor as a fan base. And at some point, people are going to push back and go, I'm not participating to pay $185 to sit upstairs to, for that football game. Now, I don't know. Is that going to be the game? I'm not trying to start anything. Hey, listen. Our, game, our, our show is on in Nashville now. I'm all for the Nashville Sports Council. They've done a lot of things. I had their, their head guy on here and argued with them over their dynamic pricing. Those tickets for that game are way too high, and I hope both fan bases stay away from you till you lower them. How you like those apples? Now, well, I, I know I'm not supposed problem. to be the guy saying that. $185 to sit upstairs in that stadium where you feel like you're going to fall out of the damn top of it? Give me a break. 
you know, uh, I don't think Virginia fans are coming regardless. They don't have much of a fan base. No travel. No, and their and their so, team's not very good. Now, now yeah, there might be some be, sentiment have there. Ten percent of the crowd. Yeah, there might be some sentiment there because they had a couple games unfortunately canceled at the end of um, the last year when they had that terrible tragedy. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But um, which is just an awful thing. Let's do this. I want to come back eight six five two hundred five four zero two. There's some news over at UT today on the orange and white game. We have a date. Also, uh, Danny White uh, is rolling in it along with Josh Heupel. Hey, these guys are winning. To the victor goes the spoils. I agree with Phil. You know, somehow Danny White has an or uh, Heupel has an outrageous contract compared to the rest of the world, and it's middle of the pack in this league. I mean, that's the thing. Kentucky has a $2 million coordinator. Sean, what are Kentucky's chances in your and I's lifetime if we live to be, both of us, into our 90s? God bless America, if that would occur. But what would you say the chances would be in the next 40 years of them winning a division, Sean, while they're spending $2 million on their offensive coordinator? It will not happen. Thank you. Mitch it Barnhart. About as, it will be about as likely as Boston College winning it. Not happening, Mitch Barnhart. I know, you love, I know you love football, Mitch. I know you were here under Dickey. I know you're a football guy. We know you're a football I know you. I know you kind of were with Calipari behind the scenes, which we kind of love. But I got news for you. And I'm going to give you a spelling lesson that the mayor taught me one time. It's a word he taught me. We had a spelling lesson one day. N E. V, Matt Jones, E, R, never going to get it, never going to get it. And that's a division. Never going to get it. You're never going to get it. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie. And you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tills Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. You know, a, a, a buddy of mine um, who's a fellow musician, Cinco, has is, is put this Tennessee team in, in pretty, interesting, um, pretty interesting terms. Okay. And Play I, it on me. I, Tony, this basketball team is great the computers say it's great you say it's great we agree that defensively they're great they're kind of like really really dense jazz music you know it's really really great but it's really hard to for most people to access it it's like that to me this team is steely dan yeah in your in your world yes in my world yeah yes very dense 
very involved. People tell you it's great. Now, I love that stuff, but pe- and that's the right. point, and that is the point. People tell you it's great, and you kind of go, okay, but it's inaccessible. Versus the team from four years ago that just had, they were just different than these guys. And I'm not knocking these guys. These guys know this now. I'm telling you, these guys are talking amongst themselves. Why are people so negative on us? But um, we'll go to the this phone. This team at Bulls Gold. Uh, back to the phones we go. My daughter just incur- encountered somebody in one of her classes who said the term Nayland. That drives me nuts, the Nayland thing. I don't know how we got there, but it's Nayland. Point to your knee. Say it loud and say it proud. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome in. Let's get our next call in. Tony Basilio show on a Wednesday. Hi. Hey, Tony. It's Chris Poland here in Greenville. How are you, buddy? Hey, Chris. Beautiful Greenville. Oh, yeah. Good to, good to be on with you guys. I just, yes, sir. I uh, heard you talking about uh, the Blues, the Blue University up north. And uh, I wanted to see if, you, if you'd seen or heard of uh, Darth Helmets, uh, which is who I call Mel Copper. If you've seen his first month. Are you kidding out. me? Sean. Who's the first pick in the draft, Sean? Number one by far, and allegedly the Colts are going to trade up to get him. Who is it, Sean? Well, my number one pick would be Bryce Young. You're you're setting this up to be uh, uh, football Jesus, Will uh, Levis. They are saying that his stock is skyrocketing. Sir, in Bowling Green, am I lying? No. No, and I couldn't believe it. He says that he says that Will Levis can make the throws that no other quarterback in this draft can make. The, he can hit the tight windows that no other quarterback in this draft can can hit. And I'm thinking, what games did he watch that that I missed? Maybe we're going to come to find out that Kentucky had a hoopty football team around him. You know, or maybe we're going to come to find out that he really missed Liam Cohen. You know, well, I, you know, I disagree because I disagree because when Jay Cutler was at Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt wasn't any good, and you could still see that, that kid could play. That's true. I, I've I've not seen Will Levis do anything ever, and I'm not hating on him. No, no, I no. I I think it's an interesting I point. I, here's a guy that fumbled away the Ole Miss game. He doesn't show himself to be a winner either. I mean, no offense to the guy. He was not good in crunch time for them. If you're going to be a one pick in the draft, you should look like that kid at Alabama. Now, you can make the case the kid at Alabama is too little, which he is too little. There's no question. He's going to need to grow. But he is unreal, and he will function in that modern NFL. Now, for how long, I don't know. Well, I contend contend that Will Levis... Still, the past two years would not have started at Penn State. That's what my brother says. My, my bro, I sent him that. Now, that's interesting. I sent my brother that mock draft. He said, in what world would that guy be a number one pick? He said he was terrible here. Isn't that interesting? It's really interesting. Somebody's going to be right. Somebody's going to be wrong. What if the guy's great? What if he fools us? Well, there's going to be a lot of Kentucky fans upset that he he didn't help them out anymore. And like I said, it could just be a, a 
think a bad team, but I mean, I'm going to think of them. I was at the game when Culpepper, or when Cutler, excuse me, uh, beat us there in, in, in Neyland, yes. you say. Um, and I knew right then, okay, this guy's going to be good. I mean, nobody else has done this in Tennessee. He's going to be, he's going to be good. Um, but I mean, that just, I, I just couldn't believe that. And then the other thing I couldn't believe, four quarterbacks taken in the first round on his draft. Yes. And, and, and the guy from Florida, Richardson, one of them. I just couldn't believe it. Well, listen, I mean, listen, those guys are lottery tickets. Somebody's going to scratch one that, that pays. Uh, you know, think about it. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. It's not going to surprise me if they go to Philly and win. I mean, somebody's going to scratch a lottery ticket. The Richardson guy has physical skills. The guy from Kentucky has physical skills. That is a physical league. Look at Josh Allen. Look at Joe Burrow. It's a physical league. You know? I totally kind of get it. I kind of don't, but I kind of get it. That Richardson guy can look all world. If you coached him up and figure out a way to unlock him, boy, he could be scary, I think. Well, he's got a lot of Demarcus Russell in him. He really, and that's right, Sean. And that's the thing you got to get out of him, right? You got to get that. You got to get that uh, part that wants to self implode. Well, Joe Milton will be a first round draft pick then, because he's got all the all the tools of of that. He's he's a Demarcus Russell as well. I mean, he's got all the physical tools. Maybe so I would not be surprised to see that. Maybe. Um, and last last thing I'll say, I did see he had one other. Um, he had one Tennessee player in the top in the first round, and I, could, I, I was expecting Jalen Hyatt, but he had Byron Young as the first first round draft pick to the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Couldn't believe that one either. So you know that makes see. sense. That's a premium position in that league. Guys with closing speed off the edge. That's how you win in the NFL. Again, you're trying to scratch lottery tickets. So late in the first round, try to unlock him. That's another guy who at times here looked pretty damn good, but never looked like a first-round draft pick to me. Or not consistently. He didn't play consistently enough to be a, But who knows? Maybe when he starts playing for real money, instead of uh, walk-around money, maybe maybe it'll get real to him. Because if a guy like that trains, he's, he's got here's to. Some, here's some, Go ahead, Sean. Here's some, stats from the, here's some stats from our crack research team. Yeah. Headed up by Bill Grays. Quote, against our terrible secondary... Bryce Young threw over for over 400 yards. Richardson threw for over 400 yards. Spencer Rattler threw for over 400 yards. Gosh. Number one draft pick in the country for the NFL threw for 82 yards against the mighty fighting Willie Martinez's. So over there in Bowling Green, do you give those Kentucky fans the spelling lesson on when they're going to win a division? Because it's good that they field the team. They've got fun-looking uniforms. They play at Kroger Field. I mean, it's fun. You know, uh, they make f- fun hype videos and all that stuff. I mean, they're they're willingly participating in this. Can you imagine paying their coach eight million, nine million dollars a year like they do, and paying a coordinator two million dollars? I mean, are you kidding, sir? Are they kidding us? They're wannabes. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. I, I, I deal with their fans all the time. Go to church with their fans. Um, they're so arrogant and smug, and they've never been relevant. 
I mean, okay, I'll give you basketball, but you got basketball. But, I mean, you know, Tennessee, uh, Thompson Bowling used to be Little Rupp. It's, Rupp is about to be Little Thompson Bowling, in my opinion. Yeah. Just saying. We're going to go up there next month. We're going to avenge that loss because Barnes doesn't lose return engagements. And it's going to be on like Donkey Kong from there. And I appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. 865-200-5402. Back to the phones we go. Will Levis, the number one pick in the draft. Wow, my faith has been shaken in humanity. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony Frosty. Uh, you talked about Kentucky and us kind of spurring them on and getting them going. Yep. The last, last three games. You're, you're right. Yep. I don't know if it was as much us as it was the fact that Wheeler went down and Cal finally realized, hey, we're better with him not in the lineup and him playing very few minutes. Mm. They're so much better with Wallace at point and, and not playing with the little left-hander that's under under 5'10 and can't shoot. He um, threw up a brick from the right side last night that looked like the ball curved in the air like 14 inches. I mean, the thing, it, was, yeah, it, it had zero chance of going in when he, he shot it. He has a heck of a slider on his jump shot. It's. <laughs> am I seeing things, Rusty, or is his ball moving in the air? Well, he follows. He follows. He he follows through sideways. His wrist isn't like you know. It doesn't snap vertically. Right. Horizontally. Yeah. It's, Brian Hartman, have you noticed? I am not being funny on that poor kid. Oh, no, it's the truth. You're Severe Wheeler, Brian, when he releases the ball, he his arm goes across the basketball. And the ball looked like it curved in midair, like it's wiffle ball or something, Bry. Yeah, he doesn't. He also sort of goes in one direction when he's penetrating. He sort of sucks. He sort of. And and Vanderbilt last night, if Vanderbilt could have hit some outside shots, could have won that game. They could have stayed in the game. Could have, but they they did they did nothing going to the rim either. Nothing. They they would not stop the basketball at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I just. I think they figured out something, and I think they're going to be a tough out for a lot of teams the rest of the way. They're they're a pretty good basketball team whenever he plays a maximum of like twelve minutes, which is what they've been doing since he had that injury and didn't play against us. And Cal was like, "Wait, so we're better without him?" I wonder if Tennessee's going to figure their figure out they're better without Olivia Cumwell on the floor a bunch. Yeah. I think they did last year toward the end when he that's, got hurt. Well, that's what happened. Yeah, that's that's what happened. They that's actually they took started off. playing better when he was out. And I'm not, I'm not I'm not singling him out, but he at some point he's either going to get in the boat or the or that's going they're going to leave the shore without him. If Barnes doesn't run stuff early in game to get him going, like run some pick and rolls, yeah. mobs to him, pick and pop, so he can shoot a couple open threes to get his mojo up. He's useless. But if Barnes would do that and get him going, even if he even if he only makes one of three threes in the first half because Barnes got him to dial him up some wide open ones that he can hit, it would get him going. Call his number. Doesn't do Barnes doesn't do that though. Barnes runs his offense or tries to or tries to feed him in the post, which he's not a post player. He's a stretch guy. Yep. But anyway, I'll um, tell you this too. One one other observation about Kentucky. I'll give that Sheway guy credit. You know, he talked a lot of trash for the Tennessee game. On his teammates, on his coach, on whomever. Certainly not on himself. But then he came in here that day and played like a madman. He has been playing like his hair is on fire. 
He was crazy last night how active he was in that game. Just an observation. It, 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 it's not that he's that great a ball player. He just no. He plays so hard. He's bigger than everybody else, and it's like like, like um, Jefferson from Fast Times at Ridgemont High when his car got wrecked. That's what he looks like. We, we may have a, a similar guy in Awaka in a year or two because Awaka wants it and has that, has that guy in him. Yeah, but he's only 6'7". Yeah. The next time, well, uh, she weighs only 6'8". He's just, you know, they're both broad as they That's are. That's interesting. Um, the next time you have Harry Tollum on, and he brings up the other teams on the lot, the one line or whatever, H- have it in your bag that, like, the other three teams don't have any more good wins than Tennessee has when Tennessee has the Kansas and USC win. I, I, I went back and looked to see, you know, the Houston team, yeah. they've got one really good win. Alabama has one really good win. Now, Alabama did beat North Carolina, who's a hoopie, in triple overtime, and I'm sure Jerry considers that a great win, but they're not. Carolina's mid. Um, mid. Purdue, they, Purdue has, like, one good win on a neutral floor or an away game. And the rest of it is a bunch of wins Mid. like SC. I mean, it, it, just just next time, have it in your bag whenever he tries to use that BS argument and showing what the other teams have done. Houston's got less than Kansas on their resume right now. Yes. Yeah. And except they they won at Virginia. The one thing Who Jerry did say though that i do resonates with me is that big 12 like i'm looking at kansas i'm going how are you losing those games staying on the one line well they play a titanic game every time they take the floor that league is insane it's crazy how good that league is is that league insane or are they all just kind of the same team and they're all kind of pretty good but they're not none of them are elite and we'll find out right i mean kansas is an elite and no. they're right there at the top of the league and we you know anyway Hey, man, you'd be good. Thank you, brother. That's great. He's rusty, rusty sharpness pencil today. Rusty sharpness. I give Rusty some credit. 865-200-5402. We continue. We've got a date on the, um, a date with Destiny for the Orange and White game. Sean, I predict a huge crowd at the Orange and White game this year. Two reasons. One, excitement around this football program is extremely high. Two, Nico, 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 Nico. Tennessee looking to upgrade their secondary, going back for seconds, shall we say. We'll talk about that. And we'll continue at 865-200-5402. We bring it back on the other side right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor.
Yeah, I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the air. Three Dudes with a View, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony B. back with you. 865-200-5402. Tony V. cometh tomorrow. Dr. Sean Sinclair is with me. Guys, what do you think? And then we'll go back to our phones. 865-200-5402. What do you guys think that crowd is going to look like and i got to get a message to w lynn w lynn you get well my friend we love you he, oh, what's uh, going on? he underwent a surgery and it went well so god bless w lynn um i wonder if he really does bleed orange interesting so um orange and white game brian what kind of crowd I think you'll easily get 50,000 plus. I agree with that. You're going to see a huge number. Yeah, I think it'll be over 50,000. You talk about something people, because here's what's going to happen. When spring ball begins, Nicomania is going to commence. And Sean Watson Brown said he saw a guy that Joe Milton better sharpen his pencil. Those were Watson Brown's. Yeah, those were Watson Brown's words. I think it plays out perfectly because right now, with his performance against Clemson, and let's give the kid credit. Yep. He really has fruit. Uh, do I think he's – do I think he – could, he could potentially have way better numbers than Will Levis ever had. I don't I don't know that he's going to get the, the uh, affection of the NFL like Will Levis, obviously, but I, I think we go into this year without a quarterback controversy. Um, I think they have the comfort of easing, uh, easing him on the field. I really do because because of what Milton did against Clemson. Tennessee. I don't think there's, yeah. I don't think there's stories to write unless you're just trying to stir something up that Nico should be the the player. Tennessee is still looking, by the way, um, to supplement, augment what they've got defensively, and they're involved with another. Uh, defensive back from within the league, Sean, and we're seeing more and more of this. But uh, this is interesting. Yeah, and the great uh, uh, Austin Price, who does a wonderful job over there following recruiting, and congratulations to Matt Ray for joining that group. I, I think, and then Grant Ramey, all, uh, you know, we're big fans, so they, they've got a cadre of uh, writers over there. It's fantastic, so well done on three of uh, all quests. But uh, 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 Austin Price said yesterday that uh, he indicated that 
not a lock, but things were trending uh, for uh, Davison Igbenosin, I think is his name, a kid from New Jersey who somehow somehow got tricked into going to Ole Miss for a semester. I don't know how that works, but uh, but he's he's moving on and and uh, it 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 things are things are hot and heavy with Tennessee. So we'll see. Uh, because but he would be another when you add when you add those two kids, the kid from the Judy kid from BYU, yeah, and this kid. Uh, I'm not saying either one of them are great, but what I what I do take away is they're both in the six two range with long arms, and they. It, if nothing else, give you the opportunity not to rush these freshmen in like we had to some years when um, uh, and when we had true freshmen just get roasted and potentially hurt their confidence and stuff. So uh, I hope we do land the kid. Uh, I, don't, I don't, you know, by some accounts, he was a freshman All-American last year. I didn't notice him being great, but I love his size, and I love, I love the way, for the first time, I love the way right. Tennessee is recruiting size. Uh, DBs six feet or taller. Yes. Uh, defensive linemen that are tall. Linebackers that are over six feet that can run. Wide receivers that are six two, six three. I know squirrel white for the slot, but um, I really like what. And, and then quarterbacks that are tall. So I, I, Josh Heupel and that apparatus over there has greatly surprised and impressed me. Greatly surprised is a great term. Back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402. I'll be the first to say it. Time they hired him, I thought, can he recruit to the level? And is that offense gimmicky and you're just going to beat beat up on the lesser teams? Can you beat the better team? Well, he answered that this year. They went out and beat them. Alabama teams better than them. But you know Alabama now. Talk about things changing in one year. Alabama, things have changed in Alabama. The winds of change are blowing. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. The Scorp sung a song about that, the winds of change. Let's get our next song in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tony, it's Holly. Holly, my favorite, who needs to take every caller under wings. So every, every single person that's ever attempted to call this show is now on notice and under wings. Okay. Hello, Holly. <laughs> um, I have, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about the great uh, Josh Heupel and his new salary, and then I want to talk about the basketball team a little bit. But first about Josh Heupel. I was so excited when it came on my cell phone about that he got a great new deal, impressive deal. So last night I, was, I couldn't sleep and I was thinking about it. You guys realize that without the bonuses, his structure is he makes $24,000, $24,600 a day. That means he makes a little over $1,000 per hour, but 365 days a year, which to me just blows my mind, and that's incredible, and I'm glad he got it. But do they have all sorts of insurance packages now to protect these guys at this level so that, I mean, how does that all work? I've never asked anybody that protect those salaries insurance i'm not sure i follow you well just the insurance like i I was thinking about when um mike leach passed away you know that was a very sudden thing and he was a multi-million dollar coach i mean i know that these big schools have these 
huge endowments and all, but, you know, when you get up to $10 million a year potentially and all, how do they, how does the school, how does the individual coach protect that? I mean, that just occurred to me. I just wondered. But the bigger thing, I was like, he's laying in bed and makes over a uh, $1,000 an hour just sleeping. So, in other words, he gets 10 hours sleep, he wakes up, he's made $10,000. Exactly. Look at the numbers. That's a great thing ever. I was sitting there going, I told my husband, I was like, can you believe that? I never paid any attention to it when it was Nick Saban and, you know, Jimbo Fisher and all those people. But when it was a ball, and and truly, I'm thrilled for him. They can pay him $20 as far as I'm concerned. But I got to thinking about it. I thought, he makes $1,000 an hour, a little over that, without bonuses, every day of his life, 365 days a year now. Well, and what's really interesting, Holly, is they've chosen to go with a model that is going to continue to not pay their uh, workforce so they they've got that thing walled off. Now, how long they can privately fund their workforce, their players, remains to be seen. Because at some point, if you keep raising ticket prices the way they do, you're going to, um, uh, you know, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And at some point, you're going to kill the, the goose that lays the golden egg. I don't know how many analogies bad analogies i can throw in there in terms of well that and and we're gonna we're getting close to that line and in terms of indemnifying those deals i would imagine that those guys all have like tremendous life insurance policies that people that live in that stratosphere could afford but i wouldn't think that'd be something from the university standpoint because you know like in mike leach's case um, you know, you've got to get somebody else in there and, and hire them. So I would imagine that's an individual deal, uh, sports agency type deal. But boy, you talk about the stakes being very high. Do you think Josh Heupel, when he was um, exiled into the one double A ranks about a decade or so ago, after being uh, let go from Oklahoma, you think if you'd have tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Hey, listen, man," um, I know your NFL career didn't work out, and, but you're getting ready to go on a ride, and it's going to end with you being the head coach at University of Tennessee, and you're going to make $9 million a year. He'd have been like, what? No. Like all of us, you know? Well, I couldn't stand the pressure. I'm, I'm glad he's a competitor, but yep. I couldn't stand the pressure. So I knew he's probably worth every nickel of it, and I'm thrilled for him, and I think we're going to have a – incredible orange and white game because oh. you know they're a flashy team and people are so excited about just watching them because they're good but yep. also you know they're they're they love to throw the ball and we all love to see those big long passes be caught and then we've got two really good quarterbacks we've got a baby that's coming up and we've got a you know a super senior and you know i just think fifty thousand when um Whoever suggested that, I said, oh, at least that. I mean, yep. it's, and the two, the regular people can afford that. They can go and well, you said that'll it. be their opportunity yep. to see 
favorite thing because I'm staggered at the prizes. I just am absolutely staggered. And I've been going to football games. I've been going to sports games at Knoxville since I was, gosh, I guess I was six years old the first time I ever went years and years ago. And I, I cannot believe it. And it's, you know, I don't know where all the money's coming from. I'm happy for them. But at some point, you just got to say, I'm not going to spend. I look at those people that go to everything and the money they have to spend, oh. especially if you're and like me, to come to Knoxville, go to away game. Yeah. You know, and I it just blows my mind, but uh, I think it's coming. I think it's going to level off just like the economy's kind of cooled off a well, little bit. Well, you know, you know, Holly, that like that Nashville game. I, I linked it over at tclub team today. Go on there and look at the prices from Ticketmaster. Go look at it. Yes, I'm not making yeah, this up. There are hundred eighty-five dollars to sit upstairs. But are those from? Uh, are those the real ticket prices? Oh yeah, that's who they sell the tickets through. That's who we're selling tickets through now. So it's not a secondary seller. No. Oh, no. gosh. Well, that's, I mean, I don't know. I just don't believe they'll sell. I just don't believe it. But, you know, things are different now. Okay, now so. the basketball. You're, you're going to give me something yeah. good on this basketball team. Well, I mean, last couple of days, I was yeah. listening to you while I was working, and so I've been listening to everybody. And I know everybody's, you know, just so puzzled over, you know, the I call it kind of the drag about the the basketball team, uh-huh. and you know I think it's pretty simple. I just keep going back to this because you know I want them to win the national championship just like everybody else does, but I don't. I just think we're in a sports hangover right now at Tennessee. I mean, think about it. You know, and some of this has already been said. You know, we we had the most tremendous football season, and we didn't expect it. It right. was magical. Yep, and we still are celebrating that and then basketball's wedged in here too we've got all this anticipation about this top tier baseball team after what happened last year it was a magical baseball season and it's just waiting in the wings to crank up and then okay so you've got an old school coach who is a great coach i don't care what anybody says he's a fabulous coach and he's got this defensive mind. I'm still not 100% married to all these statistics. But anyway, maybe I'm, my brain's just not large enough to handle all that. But they're a defense team. And let's face it, defensive football teams, basketball teams, whatever, they're just not as exciting to watch. And now we're all programmed to see all these ball games on television and in person that like end like this fabulous movie, you know, where at the last second someone throws the – you know, the underdog throws the, the greatest, you know, Hail Mary and wins the game and blah, blah, blah. And I think that this basketball team, they're just, I don't know, what, what do they call it? Maybe blue collar, let's just go out there and let's just. That's a great them. line. That's a really, I mean, that's because they don't need stars. Like Sean was saying that earlier, and that's a really, the five-star guy, yeah. right, you would think. Because we have a saying around here, when you're a five-star, I should be able to look on the floor and say, man, you're a five-star. And with the Phillips guy, like every third or fourth game you look at him, and you might see that if you look hard enough. But it's not like he's, God, man, i got to watch. For instance. Okay, now, what isn't he? Yeah. But isn't he one of the babies? Isn't he's he a, a baby. Freshman? Yeah, but the kid from Alabama is a freshman, right? Okay. And he's a five-star player, that Miller guy. 
and he's I mean, unbelievable. I just, I, I just think we're overreacting. I think that, I mean, yeah. another thing too is, you know, the kids aren't back at school. They weren't back to school until wasn't it Monday? That's right. They, and so you know, you didn't have all that youth energy. The, you know, the student energy. That's right. So tonight they're going to be there. That'll be interesting, even yes. though this isn't the biggest game of the year. It'll really be interesting when we play Texas. I think there's going to be all that added energy. Yeah. And that's going to bleed out to all of us old alumni, people yep. that love the ball, too, that don't get up there and go crazy like the kids do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think that that's going to add to the arena. And it's still January. You know, I think we have to hang on. I don't think we know yet if this team is going to be. I think they've got the potential. They could end up being super fabulous. And yep. oh, I wish they could play Purdue. I, I just I grew up a few years in Indiana, and I wanted to be Purdue bad. I can't stand it. Oh, I don't want to and, do that again. Please don't torture me with that. Well, I about died in that last one, but you oh, know, please. I just pay back to be wonderful. But you know, I just don't think we know yet, and I I hate it. I hope that the guys on the team aren't listening to us and listening to all these people that that we all sometimes are bad about, you know, and I'm bad too. I'm like, well, why didn't they do this? Or why didn't the coach do that? Or so-and-so's having a bad night. I don't want those guys to listen. I hope they're not on social media, and I hope they don't take any of it seriously. I think they are just a, a grinding football team. They're blue-collar, and we just got to wait and see. Holly, much appreciation to you. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. May other callers learn at the feet of a master caller. 865-200-5402. You know, going back to that analogy with the, with the music and the, you know, the lack of stars and all that stuff, which is an interesting way of thinking about the basketball team because they really are blue collar. I mean, they just, they just play harder than everybody else. That's their secret. And there's something to be said for that. I'll tell you this. They might bore you right now, but two months from now, they get, they get in that NCAA tournament, and they choke a couple teams out in the first couple rounds, and they're sitting there in that Sweet 16, and they go out there and defend somebody and hold them to about 26% shooting from the field, and they put it on somebody, and all of a sudden they're in the Elite Eight. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. I mean, winning is winning is winning is winning. Now, it's... It's a tough watch night in and night out. I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. A little bit of a tough watch right now. And, you know, the analytics people that make it about all those numbers, Brian's a lot more numerically oriented than I am. Sean is numerically oriented. It's hard for me to – numbers are just hard for me. So that's why I have why to explain things to me. Um, which is true. I'm kind of a moron when it comes to anything numerical. That just doesn't speak to me. So that you're this in Ken Palm or you're this with the defense and the, I mean, to the eye, I, I go, okay, can you score a little Can you score a little bit on offense? That's kind of what I do. I mean, I'm being honest with you when I watch our basketball team. I'm like, can you? Now, the last couple of games, yeah. they've been, you know, that's been good. They've been shooting I, the ball well, and it's been fun, more fun to watch. Good, Brian. I think one thing we haven't mentioned with this is yeah. 
they did raise ticket prices for basketball games over the off season. Yeah, and I just don't think the product. I don't think the product demands a higher price for tickets. They're sixteen and three, Bry. What do you mean by that? They're sixteen and three. They're beating everybody. They're seven and one in the league. They pound people. They just beat LSU like they were mad yeah, at but, them. I know, but it's just that this just the fact they don't have a player that that everybody read that resonates the way Grant and Admiral did, and other sports are the other two major sports are succeeding at a high level and. Everyone has to make a choice. It's interesting. Tony Valls. I'm not sure, I, I, I'm yeah. not sure I understand that comment. Uh, I'm not debating you up, Brian, but I did. Raising the price for the product, I mean, it's they they have a top five team. Um, are you talking entertainment value or what? Because it, I'll tell you, that, that uh, Kentucky game was sold out, and I'm under the, I'm under the uh, impression but, that the place is very much sold out. I mean, it's yeah, a yeah. market thing, not entertainment-driven. The Texas well, game, Sean, is going to be an absolute madhouse. They'll have other they'll have other games that are that are like Kentucky, but most of their games, I remember, they would draw almost eighteen or nineteen thousand for Tennessee Tech of the world. You're right. A few years ago, you're right, and they barely drew sixteen thousand for some of those games this year. You're right. Why well, would uh, compare that to? Well, let's let's talk about that. I bet you, and I don't have the stats to believe to yeah. prove this, but I bet you we outdraw North Carolina for a, for a Tuesday or Wednesday night game. I bet we outdraw. I don't. I can't speak for Kentucky because they're freaks, but I I guarantee you we outdraw Texas. Uh, I, I guarantee you we draw outdraw everybody in the SEC for well, a midweek because game. they have a bigger they have a bigger seat they have a bigger seat arena. That's why for the most part. Oh, they, you can't tell me that the that Ole Miss is sold out on a Tuesday. Well, we have a no, great look. We there's have no a, standing room only. No, in, no, for I sure. Guarantee there's no, I guarantee you, there's no standing room only in Auburn. We have an incredible, we have an incredible basketball following here that does not is not commensurate. And see, I, I believe this whole thing with Barnes and this team a little bit, and the fact that people are they're not put off with them. They're just not as invested as maybe they could or seemingly should be, which, again, I'm not going to tell anybody how to think, feel. I'm not into that. I, I, I'm only somebody that's a reflection. Of, like, what we do is a reflection of what people feel and what they say. Is that is it, is this legit? It, of course, I'm an old man now, yeah. of course. But is that is that part of the is that part of the college playing experience for the modern-day player is how you're loved upon? Are, are we that? Are we? Are, do we need that kind of affirmation all the time for these players? I, I'm asking. I, I don't know. know. It's. A, I mean, it's I an mean, interesting players thing. Players in the seats. Yeah. Players in the seats. Uh, yeah. Uh, these kids are getting nil, and I'm right. not criticizing. I'm just. No. What What is going on now? Because if you're going to take Tennessee versus Tennessee of the past, okay. Right. But what about Tennessee versus Vanderbilt? What about Tennessee versus South Carolina versus that's Georgia? A, that's a great point, Sean. Florida, for goodness sake. That's sakes. a great point, Sean. The f- Even, I, I'll tell you this, Alabama's rated ahead of us, I think. Yes. I guarantee you, they don't, they're not selling out midweek games. No one cares about basketball down there. It's, 
really well, I, I don't interesting. understand that dynamic. No, it's and it's and it's an interesting thing when you get down to the nitty gritty of it and you start to say to yourself, Okay, what you know, kind of what's the deal here? You know, like um and I and I just I just hey, well, uh, I'll tell you another thing I yeah. want to I want to bring up and and uh, and uh, go ahead. Uh, Grace brought the, brought this back to my attention. He said, "Can someone explain to me how Scott Rowland, who never crossed my radar as a baseball fan, yes, is a Hall of Fame player, and Todd Helton isn't? He is. It, there is no metric." By which Scott Rowland outplays Todd Helton. Well, I mean, you can't, okay. you can't even tell me that they you can't even tell me that Colorado uh, air because because Helton performed better on the road than he did at home. I'm not going to defend the I'm not going to defend the Helton not getting in the Hall of Fame on Scott Rowland. He's an eight-time Gold Glove winner. He's one of the great fielders of this generation. He played that position very well. He won a World Championship. He played in St. Louis. All that helps. So that's why he got in. They had to put somebody in this year. It was, um, you know, but, but go ahead. I'm not going to defend not putting out. Was he even close to the player Arenado is? I no. will say. We'll he's see what his of, career is. He's not even, he he's not even as good a glove as Arenado is at third. Go ahead, Brian. He's kind of a Hall of Berry. Scott Rowland to me was a Hall of Berry good player. Yeah. I don't know that he was a Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's what some, a lot of people say about Helton too, and I, I'm not getting middle. I got to do something here. They say if you can, ar- if there's an argument, it's got to be something that's no doubt. But when yeah. you have to argue for somebody that maybe they don't belong in, yes, I, I never, I never bought that, that Walker was a better player than Helton at Colorado. Am I wrong? You know, I, I don't know. I think a Walker guy's pretty damn good. He is damn good, but he, uh, as far as consistency, yes, and and, and, I, and I fully admit that I am a Todd Helton sheep. Fully admit that. However, three sixteen batting average career, yeah, three sixteen nine, fourteen oh six RBIs. All those smoke, not by a lot, yeah. but they they're better than Roland. He was a he was a good first baseman, but the uh, it, it, when he was playing. You had just crazy first baseman out there that would get all of the, the all the Golden Gloves. Well, and that's right, and that's the nature. I mean, first base, it's very difficult unless you're a, a guy that has 450 home runs. It's very difficult to make the Hall of Fame for that reason. Now, now he did win a couple Gold Gloves. Todd did. Yeah, um, I, I gotta say something here. So there is a caller who uh, has taken to air some of the dirty laundry of this program to john adams in his mailbag section and i've got to deal with that now that's going to happen off the air that's going to happen as part of our um special overtime segment but i'm going to bounce this off sean and brian and this is rather unfortunate when people take our family business and take it to the new Sentinel, you know for all of knoxville to read and you know take me and drag me and compare me and you know and 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 do what they want to do and here's the thing i mean just spell the name right which this person spelled the name right 
Say the name. Say the name. Say the name. Anyway, on the way out tomorrow, we'll uh, we'll have fun tonight. Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
First responders know seconds count when saving lives, and emergency response can often be delayed due to difficulty navigating rural locations, congested subdivisions, mobile home parks, and apartment complexes. The Locator 911 is a unique life-saving bulb. In normal use, a porch light, and when activated by you, a multicolored flashing beacon for first responders to help them find you in the event of an emergency. For more information, stop by your local fire department or visit thelocator911.com. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.